After I was born again in 1975, God took me through all of these Old Testament examples to show me how to follow God and to show me things that God hated and things that God loved so that I would not do the same things they were doing in the wilderness. These Old Testament examples teach us to follow God. They allow us to see the work of God on behalf of his children. And these examples show us God is always giving information in the problems of life to his children. I find these examples to be so strengthening and faith-building, building faith in God. The children of Israel were delivered from Egypt by God by his great miracles against the Egyptians. Their enemies were destroyed in the Red Sea, and they were saved by walking through the Red Sea. They got to the wilderness. Before they could get to the promised land, they had to go through the wilderness. What they did in the wilderness is very revealing to us. We learn that the word from God in our lives is all that matters. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 30, 31. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord, against the word he gives us. When he speaks something to us, that shows us the way to go in the issue pertaining to this present life. It doesn't matter how many people say we should go another way. We must cling to the way God says because that is the only way that is safe. All that matters is, did God tell me to do this thing? You must ask yourself that frequently. Did God show me to do this? Did God show me to take this job? Did God show me to buy this car? Did God show me to do this thing? How do I know? What proof do I have? Do I have an anchor for my faith that it was God who showed me to do this? That's what matters. In the Old Testament, we see examples of the people doing the opposite thing from that which was the right thing in the sight of God. And we see this so that it shows us we're going to bring hardship unnecessarily upon ourselves if we go in the opposite way to the way we've been shown by God to go. The Apostle Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, But with many of them God was not well pleased, because they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Look at Exodus 17. 
And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt God? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses. They complained, sort of like under their breath behind Moses' back to each other. And they said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. They complained to Moses. Moses cried out to God. There are many problems in this life. There was a woman in our church group one time, and she thought there should be no more problems. And when she found there was another problem, she would get to be very depressed. Well, her inner feeling is totally wrong. As long as we live on the face of the earth, we will have problems. But we have a solution in calling on God for help. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Paul says, Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus through the word which is given us by God. For Christ Jesus is the word. James 1.5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Back to Exodus 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee three of the elders of Israel, and take thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river in Egypt, and in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee, says God. Behold, I will stand before thee. That's all that matters. If God is with us, who can be against us? Verse 6, Behold, I will stand before thee, says God. There upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he calls the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? I mean, we have a problem here. 
Is this really God? Is God among us? It, does this problem show that we're going the wrong way? Not necessarily. If you have gone the way of God, frequently problems arise. But you develop your faith and your patience by turning to God and learning to turn to God in the midst of the problem and doing what he shows you to do. To get through the wilderness and take possession of the land of Canaan, which was promised by God, they first had to drive out the enemy, who were the people who possessed the land, and take the land for their own possession. We are now going to see the first of these battles, which they began in the wilderness, so that they could possess this land God had given them. Our battles are not against flesh and blood. They are against spiritual wickedness in high places. But we have the same type of battles to possess the land God has given us, which is a land of rest and also a land of plenty. All our needs are met by God, and we learn to trust Him as we live on this earth. So they're going to have a physical war where we go through spiritual wars. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's our battle. Exodus 17 Then came Amalek and fought against Israel. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hurd stayed up Moses' hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. You won't even know the name Amalek. The children of Israel overcame through God. They followed God and fought these battles against these nations. 
We, as we go through this wilderness of this world, we run into problems. And we turn to God in the midst of this wilderness, and God shows us what to do in the midst of the problem. Therefore, we rest in God and we overcome through God, just as they did in the wilderness, same principle. They had to turn to God to find out what to do. We turn to God to find out what to do. And we overcome each problem of this life through hearing what God would have us do in the midst of the problem. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.